It's a Dapper Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week, the show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please keep your hands inside the podcast at all times. Good morning. Hi, babe. I love you. I love you. I'm so tired, y'all. It's, I, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's so, it's so insane. I was just regaling Ian and our special, special guest with just the saga. I, there, I guess you're right. I mean, it's like when you have time off, you have to fill it with errands. Right. And then once the errands are taken care of, it's like, I have nothing left. I sold my soul to exactly. Westside Market. Right. Exactly. I find that on my days off, too. I'm eating an apple. She's eating an apple. Is this ASMR? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> actually really hurt. It was too big Aww. of a bite. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's a pink lady. Ian, what is your favorite kind of apple? Ah, fuck, I don't know. Um, I'm like I'm pretty basic in that way, and I just like a good like red like red delicious. Okay. Like yeah, just like a nice crisp like Snow White looking apple. Okay. I like pink ladies. I also you're like... also wearing pink today, so you know like I am. Reasons. Do you see what my shirt says? It says you can do this. Signed by Coffee, which I I love and <laughs> I appreciate and I relate. I haven't had any coffee today, so the shirt's a lie. It's no, lies, it's, it's old an encouragement. Navy. It is an encouragement. Yeah, it's a basic it's... one. <laughs> I also really like Granny Smith. Did Me you too. did you know Granny Smith apples are the if you feel like you have a moment of halitosis and your breath is like stinky stink, eat a Granny Smith apple because apparently it is the closest to balancing the mouth's pH. Right. It's also like, yeah, it's the closest thing I've heard to brushing your teeth. Here comes another. Mmm, apple. <laughs> so this is the right time to announce that Claire has become a Muppet. <laughs> me, 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 me. Then, welcome. I don't know I'm tired. But by the way, like, on this, on this kind of note, congratulations on your Planned Parenthood mm. benefit. It was incredible. Thank you, buddy. Um... Let me just regale you all with how this fucking night went because I <coughs> was so tired already. Okay. So so I get to the venue on Saturday night. We were doing this charity benefit for Planned Parenthood in New York City. The ladies who lunch too. And I get to 54 Below. And the show before ours is supposed to be turning over but it's like running long mm. so 54 below does these series called 54 sings where like they sell out every time they're full of b-way stars and the one before ours was 54 below sings broadway's greatest hits so it was like a huge night of 11 o'clock numbers and like it was sold mm. out and there was like a really big dinner service and apparently an encore and it was just really long to be clear when you sign a contract with 54 Below, they tell you that no show is supposed to be longer than 75 minutes, encore included. Dang. So that's the tea, honey bun. So then we get... Tepper! We, Tepper! So then we get we get upstairs to the green room, and they're like, 
uh, they send up an intern, and the intern is so cute. I love interns. And she was like, <laughs> Brenda loves an intern but hates unpaid work. So then the intern comes upstairs and is like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm the intern. Um, I, I just want to let you know that um, the show downstairs, like the, the dining room, they're trying to turn over dinner service like as quickly as they can. Um, but we're actually – we have to push you about 15 minutes, Okay. So the show is supposed to start at 1130. Now mm-hmm. it's starting at 1145. Right. I was like, all right, whatever. But some of the cast, like, I love these gals, but they were like, oh, my God, it's already so late. And I was like, it's for charity. Right. It's for charity. Charity. So then we, I, like, go downstairs to, like, survey the situation. I put some Planned Parenthood, like, swag at the tables. And then I go back upstairs and the uh, sound and lights, like, the booth op comes upstairs. And she's like, hey, Claire. So we actually have to push you back to midnight. And I was like, is their mm. show really, like, taking that long to load out? And she was like, no, it's taking that long to load your show in. Dang. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, the line is, like, really long. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the last I heard, marketing told me, like, five or six days before the show that we had sold 33 tickets. And I was like, great, cool. It's going to be really empty and I'm going to want to die. We were, like, nearly a sellout. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It, it was. was. Cra- I don't know where these people came from. It was It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I just, our guest thought that was funny. I, re- I, I, I remember, like, sitting there. I was like, this is pretty fucking packed. It was packed. It was right. packed. I couldn't believe it. My best friend, Eric, is texting me, and he's like, he's like, hey, um, it's crazy out here. It's cuckoo bananas. And I was like, why is it cuckoo bananas? And he was like... The line is down the block and, like, headed around the corner. I was Damn. like, what? I couldn't believe it, honey. Word. I was so excited. And apparently it was general seating. There were yes. some reserve tables because some people requested specialty seating. They, like, paid a premium for that. Right. But so apparently it was, like, the Hunger Games. And Eric told me he, a went, little bit. he went to the bathroom when he walked in. Big mistake. Because when really? he came back out, every table was full. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, no. Brittany and I were smart about that. Like, one of us sat down and, like, held the table and then, like, switched. Good, yeah. Oh my gosh, Dipney, thank you for being there. Yeah. I thank y'all so much for being there. I like can't even tell you what it means. Um, can I also say what a, del- a surprise and delight it was to see someone sing a a Rachel Bloom song and then a Jill Scott song? Yes. Like what? Like I'm like going through these. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then someone like this girl saying a Jill Scott song. I was like, of course, of course. And then someone sang a Rachel Bloom song. I was like, brilliant. Who didn't think of this? How is this not a night of Rachel Bloom songs? But, but yeah. I feel like I could call up Rachel Bloom and be like, hey, do you want to do 54 Sings, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? And she'd be like, tomorrow, I'm available. Yeah. She, one of my friends just approached me about the possibility of doing an entire night of Tracy. Mm. <laughs> like, right. not just music from Hairspray. Just but like, like Tracy's Sing? Yeah. 54 Sings, Tracy Turnblad. <laughs> That'd be really funny, be actually. It'd be amazing. She was like, yeah, we could call Marissa. We could call Nikki. We could call Maddie. I was like, that sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah. We're doing it. It's great. I look forward yeah. to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Just to be included. There are so right. many Tracys to choose from. It's true. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was, uh, the, that was the beginning of the propulsion of the most stressful week of my life. When the week before that was formerly the most stressful mm. week of my life. You know, your life just yes-ended itself. It heightened and explored. You're welcome, UCB. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really, I'm feeling very heightened and somehow lowered all at the same time. You know, that's um the great paradox of life. <laughs> the great paradox. 
Um, quick cue. Did I already send you an episode to drop on Thursday? Like today, Thursday? That we're like while we're talking? Yeah, yeah, today. Yeah, it should be out by like by now by in 10 in, minutes okay good. 11 minutes to because be because literally for a moment we were just saying how busy i was and i for a moment thought that i didn't get us an episode yeah. to drop yeah you're good <laughs> i have so many things to edit i'm gonna die okay um otherwise how are you <laughs> you know good you know um, doing a, can fine. we turn on a light i just yeah. realized how dork it is it's yeah, dork gotcha. in here honey bun this room is dork sided. Uh, I give it up to God. I am a God warrior. Okay. Well, <laughs> should we introduce our guests? I guess now's as good a time as any. <laughs> this is Luffy, honey bun. Okay. Well, anyway, let's cue the music. very special guest here today we have been without a guest for a minute a minute like in a minute and a half a hot 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 minute minute and a half um that being said i am so excited that this amazeballs guest is on the show today you are in for a very special treat he's a dear dear friend we've known each other four or five years yeah yeah we met in the Broadway cabaret community, and now look at him. He has a three-year running, hot, hot, right? Three years? Four. Four? A four-year running, hot, hot, hot cabaret scene explosion show that he hosts, produces, stars in, brings all his friends to sing in. It is a blowout. I have been. I love it. It's called Actoria. Please welcome actor, singer, dancer, producer, director, writer, amazing star of the stage. Welcome to the show, Josh Bardier. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm keeping it all in. Keep it all in. <laughs> this is good content. This is good. This is what the people want. This is what the people want, honey. Okay, Josh, when was the last time you did a podcast? You're kind of a podcast guest um, of sorts. Well, by podcast guest, I'm pretty sure that I put a Facebook post saying that I wanted to be on other people's podcasts because I don't have the time to make my own. And very kind people like you said yes. So, uh, yeah, I think this is like my fourth podcast nice. in the past month, which I've been very grateful for. Wow. And they're all very, very different uh, topics and themes and hosts, and I've enjoyed that thoroughly. That's amazing. Nice. What others did you go to? Um, I The most recent one that I did that just came out yesterday is with uh, a lovely artist and physical therapist named Jenna Cantor, and we talked about uh, dealing with an, an injury, not just as like dancers or, or physical injury, it could be a vocal injury, and the emotional impact on that and what mm. we should be considering as artists to do for the emotional side of the healing process. Drama. I love yeah. that. It was really, really interesting. I had a really intense moment where I had a yeast infection on my vocal cords, and it was the <gasps> first time that I ever Didn't had even know that was a thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trust me, me too. And I, 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 had a, I had a lot of questions because of it. And it, yeah, it was the first time that I ever had a moment where um, my voice and something that I take for granted every single day came into question. And I had to figure out how to heal and create a new normal and become more aware of, of myself even deeper with 
my voice and mm. how to take care of it. Do you guys remember that episode of Glee where Rachel Berry is like ready to sing a big solo and then she like opens her mouth and it sounds like shit and that was the way they showed laryngitis? <laughs> <laughs> I learned she something today. Like, I dreamed a dream in time gone by. <gasps> and then Glee. Like <laughs> That's that, drama right there. She wow. should be on that podcast. Really. Wow. I, I am giving you guys full on bass. I don't even think I'm giving you baritone today. No, no. It's kind so of it's all good. It is. This is what happens. This is what happens when Actoria is the night before. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. The fact that we're up is a miracle. Absolutely. Give it up to God and like. Absolutely. God warrior. God, God warrior. God warrior. God's good. I mean. Blue skies, sun, and we are going 50 up to fifty today. Yeah, the day after hot, a hot, hot. the day after a snowstorm in New York City. Yep, just the way it works. <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> that was good ASMR right this, there. This has been a segment <laughs> called Climate Change. <laughs> um, okay, so let's chit chat a little bit about Actoria. How did Actoria come to be? Why is it named so? If people don't understand the joke. And where has it been in the last season? Awesome. Uh, Actoria is a spotlight cabaret that I created in 2014. Um, Why I call it a spotlight cabaret is because it's truly in the style of a cabaret. A lot of people ask me, is it an open mic? Is it a, you know, is it a free-for-all situation? And it's not. Um, it's a spotlight cabaret because my producer, Kayla Star Brian, and I spend a lot of time curating every Wednesday that we do, making sure that we have both featured performers and Claire just spilled water on her iPhone and is going to have to go to the Apple store. No, it's a 10, so it doesn't need it any. Doesn't like, um, need it. it's, it's like a pretty water resistant. It is water the resistant. iPhone 10 has more protection than I do. Um, <laughs> Oh, fuck, that's true. <laughs> and health insurance, anyone? And if only we all just took a drink of alcohol, that would make me happy. <laughs> um, no, it's a spotlight cabaret. We have a rotating cast of featured performers that are curated throughout the course of a set list where they sing multiple songs. We have guests who will come and just sing one song. We have people who will come who are just alumni who have been a part of Actoria from the very beginning who may show up to come and try out a new song that they just want to sing in front of an audience. I started Actoria as a means of creating entertainment and opportunity for performers. Um, a place to be able to come and perform and sing a full song rather than the standard 16 bar, 32 bar for us women out there, the eight bar cut. That you know what? Go fuck yourself. That is triggering it, as hell. It is very difficult. It's it's very Claire's difficult. Although just... I have a ferocious eight bar cut and it gets me callbacks. I just want to be clear. You know, and an eight <laughs> bar cut in an audition is very useful, but it doesn't mean that that's what your entire week needs to be. So the opportunity to get to go and perform perform a full song. And when I say perform, I mean have an incredible pianist at the helm, making sure that you are getting out of those keys, getting practically an orchestra, and just there with you in a way that can only happen in a cabaret moment. And so we started in 2014, and it started very, very small. I had no clue I was doing. Our first audience was about 10 people. It was a Halloween theme night. It wasn't even called Actoria at that moment. Um, and we started, and after that night, it wasn't 
necessarily a huge moment, but it was a moment where somebody looked at me and said, I think that you've got something here. And By George, I think he's got it. And, <laughs> and it took a lot of trial and error. It took a lot of people. Uh, David Brian Johnson was the first of our producers for Actoria that took a moment to say, I believe in this and I would like to dedicate my time to be able to help you and your vision. And then Amanda Blair came on and now Kayla is on. And these producers have come on because they have a they have a love for the vision that I created and they want to be part of making Actoria something that is bigger than what it uh, what it was. And it truly has. For four years we've grown. We've had um, over 500 featured performers. And that's a testament to the fact that we don't have, we call ourselves a cabaret on a shoestring budget. Mm. We don't have money. We Anything that we get as far as what donations, because we don't do tips, donations that we get throughout the course of the evening, we put right back into the program. Uh, whether it be buying a keyboard whether it be buying a professional camera so that we can do videos of people's performances so that they can use them for whether it be um video submissions as actors or to just share online to promote the work that people do um we just bring it back to the community and i think the shift what happened was all of a sudden that was the keyword that happened with actoria actoria is named actoria because it is in Astoria, Queens. It is at a restaurant called Beans and Lager right off of the 36th Avenue stop on 33rd Street. And we and are... And when does it happen? It happens every other Wednesday. We used to do every Wednesday, but now we do every other Wednesday. And it's 7.30 to 10.30. We do a three-hour program, which remarkably doesn't feel like three hours. It's amazing to still see that your entire audience is still sitting there when and not squirming. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been to a three-hour play on Broadway, and it's really interesting to watch people try to sit still. <laughs> and, yep. and the testament of it is that Actoria is named Actoria because there's the long-running joke that when prices in Manhattan grew to be very, very high for rent, people started moving to Queens, and Astoria became Actoria because you can't move a block without seeing all the actors that you audition with. Mm -hmm. But with that became a sense of community that we have and that has become the testament to Actoria is that we are nothing but word of mouth people know us because they talk about Actoria they talk about seeing their friends at Actoria they talk about having performed there and then we are so fortunate to have their friends contact us and the circle grows and what we realized is that the community the theater community that all of us have moved to New York to be part of is not on the other side of a window, but is now a community that we are a part of. And mm. when you come in on an Actoria night, you you have a variety of people, and the diversity is incredible. We have Broadway performers who just left their show who decided to come back to Actoria. We have Broadway performers who are unemployed, who are auditioning like everyone else. We have people who just got back from regional gigs or cruise ships. We have people who are, are full-on singers. We have physical therapists who are not necessarily auditioning right now or are trying to find where their creativity and art lies, but have taken on a nine-to-five job, but still are finding the desire to perform and perform in a place where you feel supported 
and you feel encouraged to not only perform but to perform bravely and perform works that might scare you to perform mm. a song that you may not know like it's the song that you've had since you were in your bfa program um <laughs> and sometimes it's i need to sing this song because it's the song that's on my heart right now and mm -hmm. i need to get it out or it's the song that no no casting director will ever allow me to play this role and i just need to sing it because it speaks to me and at actoria you can do that and I so the that. community has grown and we are very, very grateful, and we're very grateful to the fact that we have a wonderful, wonderful relationship with Andy and Viviana Kalos, who are the owners of Beans and Lager, mm -hmm. who not only took us in so immediately, but go to every single performer and make them feel like we're at home. Mm. And I think to have that opportunity, to have a, a Wednesday night where there is no cover and no minimum and no expectation of having to pay for a three-course meal to come and enjoy entertainment and be a part of the entertainment, to just have a place as artists to be and sit together and do what we love, I'm very grateful to have my Wednesday nights and I'm very grateful that we've been able to keep it running for as long as we have and I hope that we can continue to. Great. Star. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to Josh's show for the first time, he essentially threw me under the bus <laughs> with a game where he gives you sheet music in a manila folder that you're not allowed to open. And then randomly in the show, he will call you up to pull the sheet music out and sing whatever song is inside. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully I for me, it was part of your world, so I didn't even need the sheet music. But it was terrifying. And then the audience called for an encore to have me sing Ariel's reprise. The reprise is always my favorite. It was very difficult. Yeah. Show key. It right. Was, yeah. Really the hard. Sierra key. Yeah. Really, really hard. Josh and just kicked my I bar. I just kicked on it. That. Thank you for yeah. Thank that, you for I'm, saying that. I thank just thank you gave for kicking my bar. The bar full on karate kick. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Sierra key. But ma. Right. Yeah. We we um. I love to play casting director. At, <laughs> Victoria. I have uh, I always say if you can do something having had two drinks at 1030 at night with me you can do it at 930 in the morning with Tara Rubin yeah mm. that's true you'll be okay you'll be <laughs> more than okay I love shout it shout out to TRC yo yes. fact love you Taryn cool I called her Taryn love you Tara <laughs> and uh, Mary oh yeah. yeah and Caitlin Good people. Yeah, All of them. Good group. I Eric We were Paul. talking last night actually about how no casting directors ever come to Actoria, which is one of the reasons why people love Actoria. It's in this own little oasis. But I said, what would it be like if we just had a night <laughs> where every single casting director took off their casting director hats, came to just drink and be the audience for Actoria, and just truly live by the Actoria rules, which there's three rules to Actoria. They are drink, drink, and drink. It doesn't have to be alcohol. <laughs> it doesn't have to be alcohol. No, I'm stay a, hydrated. Stay hydrated. Um, but, but here's the thing, right? Here's my thought. Can a casting director ever take off their hat? Like, That's what I was wondering. Right. If you're in a room full of actors that are singing, even for fuck's sake, Let's say you're impressed by one. Are you not going to call that person in just because you met them at an event? You like at a karaoke take? bar? I yeah. think you can. I think, I think that CDs. you could remember somebody. I don't think you'll necessarily uh, 
put a check on I'm going to call them in but I think they're doing it all the time like mm-hmm. from the class I've taken they I ca- know they kind of are I mean I think as far I, as it would I know be very hard to do that I mean like I've run into casting directors and elevators that then suddenly later that week I had an appointment from them like that's not a coincidence I right. didn't audition like right you know it's just like just spark their memory and so if they saw you almost one step further singing like it could only be I don't know. It could only be motivating for them to do their job if they saw someone they were interested in. I don't know. I feel like I definitely understand what you're saying. I'm just, uh, I think that hopefully you can shut it off for a moment. Hopefully. Because imagine if we as actors were in performance mode at all times. Yeah. When you're in LA, you are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do constantly i mean maybe i'm not ready like my face isn't beat and i'm not ready for like to go in and audition every five seconds but like i kind of am like i'm ready to network and audition and meet somebody and talk business every minute of the day more often than not no wonder you're tired yeah i may fucking (laughs) exhaust it but it's I, i mean i have a lot of trouble even when i'm like quote turning it off for the night I'm still, like, shooting the shit with my roommates about what happened in the room that day, mm. who I know, how they should submit to something, da 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 It's like, we don't turn it off. I don't think we do. I do. I mean, is there really, if someone came to you when you were, like, ready to go to bed, and they were like, hey, Josh, I have this amazing audition tomorrow. I really need your help with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be, even if you were about to sleep, you'd be like, okay, I'll call you in the morning, right? Like... We're always prepared. I would very much say, I need to get my sleep. I'll call you in the morning. Right. Yeah. See, so, like, it's it's always in play. It may not be happening right that second, but, like, I'm always ready. I'm, I'm a ve- always ready. <laughs> I'm always ready. Be prepared. It's a very, very good model <laughs> to live by. <laughs> Can you give that song to somebody at Actoria? I, do you know that no one has ever really touched Lion King? Um, there are some musicals that, yeah, people don't ever... Re- That's not true. We did do Circle of Life once. We we once had a, a few members of Lion King on Broadway that showed up after their two-show day. Mm. And, wow. And it was a very... Oh, shit, you're right. That is a two-show day. Yeah. If you oh, have- yeah. Damn, son. It's a very long day for, wow. for actors, so it's very amazing to watch people come afterwards and want to have a-, a drink. If there's a really bright tenor there sometime, can you have them sing I Just Can't Wait to Be King? I will absolutely do that. that is a showstopper. I was amazed last night. Five, six, seven, eight. I want to be a mighty king, so can I make me world? I'll just give you all these songs. Thank you. Yes, I, I accept the role. <laughs> <laughs> I accept all roles. Ian, what is, your dream, what is your dream scenario that someone gives you sheet music? What song genre type are you hoping no is idea. hidden inside? I have no fucking clue. Um, Disney? I mean, Disney is a pretty... I do love Disney in my voice. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, um, love it in my, I love it in my voice. Ian's hands are behind his back like um, he's laying in a hammock. I love Disney in my voice. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm like, well, what the fuck is in my book? Um, oh, God. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it needed to be like, what about this song? What about this song? And I'd be like, no, maybe, no, yes. Or, is there like a composer that you'd be like, yes, I Aaron's and Flaherty. Like, okay. their shit is like butter for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I was going to yeah. say, I would love to hear you sing Younger Brother. I'm. That's one of my dream roles. Yeah. What even um, is I that? used to do it for... Ragtime. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Took me a second. I might ask to cut this Still part. Still don't even know. <laughs> I might ask to, pu- to cut this part, but um, I me. used to sing that song for auditions. 
And then I switched over to uh, Larger Than Life for my favorite year for everything I do because it's just an easier cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, the Younger Brother is like one of the top dream roles. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we should cut that. I feel like everyone needs to know that. All right. Everybody needs to know more about Ian because I, I talk a lot more than Ian does. I, I don't have much to say. Good thing I do a storytelling podcast. Yeah, right? Do you? What? Ian, do you have another podcast? Oh, you mean this Yes. One? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were yes-anding me. What? I was, Ian made it sound like he had another show. I'm this just, week's I'm thing at gmail.com, was that a betrayal? <laughs> find out next week. Yeah, find out next week on the thing that happened this week, a storytelling podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that Ian Brodsky does. All right, Josh, are you ready? Josh Bardier. 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 Do you... <laughs> are you... <laughs> Are you ready? Well, I think we all just need to get that out. Sick again. of us. Can yet? we just do that one more time? Like Josh Bardier. 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 You sound like you're trying to teach me how to speak like Lumiere. You're like, Bardier. But we must walk the girl on the gazelle. The gazelle. Wait, have you ever played Lumiere? I I have not. And if. um. There is a list of roles that many people love to always ask me, have I played them? And That's I, on still, it. I still have to go, I have not. But if any theater is looking to hire me, please let me know. Mm. I'm off book already. <laughs> it's a fun role. I, I did it in high school. Um, did you? Yeah. I, I played best. Beast in high school. Uh, I, you, was so, I was casual like, Can we, not, like, can not we discuss a... the... the Incorrect casting of that. Yeah, but star. But I was giving a very. If I, I was giving. Than who. I was giving a full-on Terrence Mann performance yeah, because that you was, a, you know, when That's, you're young yeah. and you don't know anything at all, you just basically try to sound like the CD. I right. Still, so I, still I was do giving that. you a full-on. Yeah. Hand in my twisted face. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but like. Ian's laughing, but you can't hear. No, I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's it. That, that's like, I get it. I think like, I, that's you, what we you did. just leveled up in my book because like, yeah, that's exactly what it, like, that's exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure that I win the Beauty and the Beast. Who was I? I was Creamer of, <laughs> of Creamer and Sugar. And I was Madame Dark from oh, Les Maisons de Lune. Yes. yes, I was a lady asylum orderly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and my favorite because line. Feminine. In that show, I'd like to see. I'd like to see your cream container just like. Oh, it was the like cutest. A box of milk. I'd like to watch the cream just like kick Mrs. Potts off of the stage. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine Mrs. Potts was sick and the creamer had to go out to <laughs> sing the title song? And, goes, has just like, time. <laughs> and then Chip's like, "Where's my mom?" <laughs> I'm your aunt. <laughs> I'm your aunt Creamer. Like, that's the thing about Mrs. Aunt that's the thing about Mrs. Potts though. Like, is the entire China her family? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, they're not all kids. They can be like cousins, nephews, nieces. Well, the thing that gets me is like Chip is her son, her only son. But what are all the other teacups? Less special, I guess. Chip's special because he's got a literal piece. Because he's the, he's the Nemo notice, of the family. Though, this is, these are the things you think about when you are my age watching Beauty and the Beast. Mm. But, but did you notice how, like, as the, in, as the objects, when they became them, they were kind of like the same weight and look 
of the object that they became. I think so that's like, the what point. If, but what if Mrs. Potts was a thinner woman? What would she have been? She would have been like a decanter. <laughs> was a, she could have been a wine decanter. That would be hilarious. What else could she be? She could have been, um, you know, like a, a utensil like, of some kind, like a spatula. Like a French press. A French oh, press. Oh, Mrs. Potts, the French press. What object do you think you would have been? Creamer of creamer. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I, I actually feel like creamer of creamer and sugar is kind of a hilarious. So good. <laughs> it's like, it's like salt and pepper, but creamer and sugar. Um, I would be. I could see myself being like a like a Dutch oven, like a like a small oh, yeah. like a Le Creuset, or like I could see myself being a spoon crush, like the thing you like lay the spoon on on the on the stove. These to, like, are such specific items they're all too. By Le Creuset. Um, I could also be a Le Creuset sparkly spatula. They have glitter spatulas. Sounds about right. Um, no, you know what I am? <clears throat> I know exactly what I am. Tell us. I am either a ice cream scoop Ooh. or a balloon whisk. Mm. Balloon whisks are cute and they make a funny sound like whang, whang, whang. Nice. Listen, if you want a good meringue. <laughs> you gotta whip it, whip it good. <laughs> Ian Brodsky, what kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I made it sound like I was asking you the thing that happened this week. What what instrument in the kitchen would you be? God, um, microwave Brodsky. I, microwave Brodsky. <laughs> um, <laughs> full of radiation and hot air. <laughs> just like 18th century. You just read France. me the filth, and I appreciate it. Yo, you just like I think you just answered that question. It's just for some me. Chernobyl in your body, <laughs> right? Just constantly like giving off like <clears throat> like constant eye rolls. Um. I feel like I would either be like a very nice wooden spoon, or I'd be. Are you be... like olive wood? Yeah, that's sure. the sexiest wooden spoon. Oh well, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, William and Sonoma. <laughs> oh, I used to work at Sorla Talk. Thank you very much. That's true. Um, because I know everything about the kitchen. I'm a very important woman. Brenda loves the kitchen but hates the oven. <laughs> she just microwaves everything. I can cook too. <laughs> Such a good song. Um, okay. You would look really cute in a in a taxi uniform. That'd be fun. You'd look really cute with the little hat tipped to the side. Yes. Okay, so you're a wooden spoon. Or a sugar pour. Just because I'm pour. looking at the one next to like my uh, my uh, oh, yeah. coffee pot. That's yeah. the word. Like the ones from a diner with the little flap. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I just hit my hand on the table. Josh, what would you be? An oven mitt. Yeah, you All right. Are an yeah. Oven mitt. All right. Cutie, cutie, cutie little oven mitt. Keep people from getting burnt. Do you know I have I have fresh burns from yesterday? Do you see this one? Do we need to talk about one? that? Yeah, fresh burns. Can you see them in the mic? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little more ASMR, <laughs> right? Okay. Are we ready for the thing that happened this week? Let's do it, Josh. Who's going first? I think we should go with Claire. Great. And who's going second? Me. Okay. And then Ian is pulling up the caboose. As per usual. That caboose. He's got that cake in the back. It's true. Okay. Uh, Cue the music. This week, I have run myself down by adding too much to the calendar, and part of this is the story. So this past weekend, I committed to this a while ago, but this past weekend was, uh, as of this recording, was President's Day weekend. It's a long weekend. And I was asked by a family that I sometimes date night sit for to stay overnight with the kids by myself for two days. 
Yikes. Yikes. Mm. These kids are really sweet, and I like this job so much, and their apartment's gorgeous, and, like, every time I'm there, they really take care of me. They order me food. They get me cars home. Like, they're the sweetest people ever. But, wow, being a parent to a kid you're not a parent of is a lot of work. And there were, I mean, so many incidents that have not come up date night sitting. They've come up in other nannying, but, like, there was just cuckoo bananas things happening where, Ian, I can't stop saying it. I love it. I love it. It's the best phrase in the world. I got it from Two Dope Queens, so thank you, Jessica Williams, for our new catchphrase. Oh, okay. Cuckoo bananas. Okay. Cuckoo bananas. Yes, great. Uh, Thank you, Two Dope Queens. So there were just like a lot of instances that I was not prepared for. I had never taken these kids out of the house before, except like around the corner, but I had to take them like across Tribeca down into Fidei to this um, art class. I've never been to, I've been to kids art classes before, but I have never been to a slime making class. And man, is that messy. Mm-hmm. I've seen kids make a lot of slime, but wow, it sucks. And then at one point, we were watching Cars 3 and the kids just decided that they were done with the movie and like got up to go do other stuff. And then when they came back, I had paused the movie. They were like, why did you pause it? And they're three and four, by the way. They're like, why did you pause it? And I was like, cause you left the room. And they're like, we were watching that. And then at another point they wanted, we had pizza and one of them wanted cheese and the other one a pepperoni. And so I, I gave them their respective chosen slices. But the pepperoni was too spicy for pepperoni kid. And then I was like, okay, well, I could give you some cheese. We have cheese pizza here. And I go to, like, change it. And he's like, but this is mine. And I was like, and he was like, I like it. And I was like, you said it's too spicy for you and you don't like it. And he was like, well, I like it now. And I was like, because I'm taking it from you. And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, well. You read that kid's a filth, too. Yeesh. And then at one point, at one point, the younger kid refused to wash his hands after going to the bathroom and I had to like force him to wash his hands. And that is not convenient when you're trying to pick up a kid to help them do something, but you also need your hands to do their hands thing. It was like so complicated. And all of this is to say that overall, I love these kids. I love them so much, but it is amazing how different a kid is when their parent is not around. Mm, Amazing. Amazing. Okay, I have two things. Tell me. One, I am so happy that kids are still making slime because I was not sure if that died out in 2004, like when the rest of us became teenagers. No, no, no. That's like the hot thing now, Ian. Good, 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 good. Did you know that uh, Contact Solution is the ultimate activator? I think you might have told me that once. Yeah, Borax. Someone told me that once. Uh And two, get that kid to start washing his hands now because – that is a habit that you need to start now because I cannot tell you how many bathrooms I have been in where someone has walked out of a stall and through the door or walked so away gross. from a urinal and through the door. It's so gross. Okay, so, like, I understand, right, that, like, some guys, if they're just peeing and they don't come in contact with the pee, don't need to wash their hands, but it's a small child. He has the sniffles. It's the winter. Like, and also, he pooped. So, like... Wash your fucking hands. Wash your hands. But I honestly walked away from the situation like feeling really guilty because it's not for me as a babysitter and hopefully one day as a parent to like, I'm not there to like force anybody to do anything. I, but how do you like when it comes down to something so rudimentary and necessary as washing your hands? Like, I felt really guilty that I was like, no, we're not leaving till you do this. Like, I hate. I don't think you need to. I just hate being the bad guy. I hate that. I just. 
Yeah, but that comes with the job sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It was weird because, like, I feel like the kids, the first day went great and they went to bed mm-hmm. really well, but it was the second day after the overnight where they could feel that the parents were coming home. Mm. And, like, at one point, they were both so tired that they were falling asleep on the couch while we were watching this. Netflix has some cool kids' shows. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so we were yeah, watching they some, do. like, Netflix content. And at one point, both of them are like, nodding off so i'm like hey we should all go rest and they're like okay yeah that sounds good and then the moment they're both in in their rooms they are mad at me for separating them for nap time and i was like you need to nap separately you're not actually gonna nap if you're together and then they both threw a temper tantrum and so that was the situation that was happening when the parents walked in the door which was very frustrating because I'm very good at my job. Right. I love kids and generally, I mean, I can't speak for all of them, but kids tend to love me and we get along really well. But that is not my dream scenario for parents to come home from a long trip. Of course not. To walk in and like some kids are upset. Like that is not great. And it was kind of just like the longest weekend that was literally a day and a half. You know right. what I mean? Like it wasn't that long and it was just... It wasn't that long of a time, but for some reason that second day felt like it was lasting forever. But at the same time, I'm I'm sure that the parents understood, like, like I'm sure like you could very easy, easily explain to them the situation. They're not going to, like, fire you on the spot. I mean, I explained it, but it still didn't sound great. Like, it sounded at some point like I didn't have control over the situation, and, like, maybe that's my interpretation because I'm used to, like, being in control of the situation. Okay. But... I think they were really tired from traveling, so it was, like, hard to gauge how mm. intensely it was coming off and how it was being received. Like, so anyway, all of that is to say, I love these kids. I love this family. I always look forward to going to their house and helping them, but that was a lot. I, I bit off more than I could chew, I think, with that one job. It happens. And yeah. I often wonder what our expectations of parents when it comes to to them leaving their children with somebody because I can guarantee that parents are never perfect and escalations absolutely and life happens and kids have such emotions and have such tempers and have everything all at once that you know it was just that moment that they came in was just a normal moment that they would have at any point in time with their kids. They just happened to have walked right into it and seen it. Yeah. But I think what's brilliant about you is that like you understand that it takes resilience and it takes compassion to have the ebb and flow with kids, to be able to be patient with them. But also, you are there to make sure that they're safe, that they're fed, that they're taken care of. Everything else... You just kind of have to deal with and go with it. And that's kind of remarkable. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I don't think I could ever. I nannied when I lived in London. I nannied two twin one and a half year old boys. Yikes. And the mother was amazing. She was the type of mother that said they can come home completely dirty. They can have dirt on their faces. I don't care. That's a British mom right there. Because they our children and they are supposed to be doing that and I was so in love with her but one day I was watching one of the kids and the other boy just disappeared and I could not find him in the house and then I just heard boom (gasps) down 
four stairs. Oh, God. And when I picked him up, he wasn't even really crying. He just looked at me, and he had a little, like, his eyes were watering, and he had, like, a kind of little, like, puppy dog face. But, like, his face looked like he was auditioning for Act 2 of West Side Story. (laughs) And and I had this moment where I was like, I'm going to be arrested. Like, I'm going to get fired and arrested because (laughs) this child looks like I just like beat him right and i remember being like should i should i call the mom should i tell her now should i wait until she gets home should i should i find some concealer in her oh. <laughs> in her bathroom i was you terrified and she it, i called her and she said oh does he need to go to the hospital and i was like no i think it's just like a little tiny cut she's like okay Aww. just make oh sure God. if he needs a popsicle to like give him one <laughs> and then she <laughs> and then she called popsicle. me back and she was like and if the other one needs a popsicle too because he's jealous of the other, just oh my god! She's like, and I remember her coming home and being like, "Josh, you are so fine." But it is scary. It's scary. They're not our children. Yeah. There's so much more responsibility to right. that. And as opposed to like when they're your kids, you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm responsible for them." But like accidents happen. For us, an accident is like it's the end of the fucking world. Right. Yeah, well, thank you for putting that context with the story because I, with my story, because I, I need to hear that. Like, yeah. I am all already so hard on myself and already such a perfectionist. And also, like, you know, listeners of the show know that I have obsessive compulsive disorder. So, like, I will spend the entire week, like, you know, it's my thing that happened this week because I can't let it go. And it mm-hmm. literally happened five days ago. Like, right. I know it's within the concept of the show. I'm like, blah, blah. You know, like, I shouldn't be hanging on this long, you know, even though I do, you know, I feel guilty when kids that I'm watching are unhappy. Like, that part of that is my doing. I have to believe it is. So it's like, it's like a little bit of a mix up. Yeah, but I think, I just think maybe because I have not babysat in over a decade and because I'm also in kind of a leadership position now where I'm just kind of like, sometimes you got to be the bad guy. It's just what happens. You're doing the right thing. Sometimes they don't like it. So like, I think it just comes with the territory. Like, yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm seeing them again day after tomorrow and hopefully it'll just be like, it never happened. Yeah. And is a three-year-old going to remember? I mean, maybe, but it's not going to scar him for life. Right. Yeah, I just felt like I was being really intense with him after he sassed me one too many times. And, like, you have to wash your hands. Uh, Brenda loves washing hands but hates foam soap. Washing hands is very important. Yes. Do you know there was some guy on Fox and Friends a couple days ago that said he hadn't washed his hands in 10 years? Yeah. 10 years. It's like, who are you showing off for, bruh? Bro, conjunctivitis is real. That's the thing. Fucking true it is. That's one of my... That's biggest my, concerns is is not even just conjunctivitis, I'm worried, I'm worried but like more about, your face. Yeah, I'm worried more about pink eye than I am about lice. I work with kids all the time. Yeah. Lice, I can fix in a day. Pink eye, that is a miserable week. Because we're not aware of how much we touch our eyes and right. touch our noses and mouths. And I wear contacts. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Same. And try, uh, me too. And once you have a problem with your eyes and you have to try to put contacts in, and it's not a good day, you will never ever want to leave a bathroom without washing your hands twice because you just never want to have to go through that again. Yep. Yep. The The day you know you have to wear your glasses for a week. Right. Especially as an actor when you're like, 
I don't feel like wearing my glasses. I want them to see my eyes so they can see my soul. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the real real. That's why I'm all, when people are at Pearl or Ripley Greer and they're putting their contacts in in the public bathrooms, and I'm just like, ah, oh, oh, it is my gives me a living it, dangerously. It gives me a cringe, and I don't know why, but I'm just like, ah, oh, this bathroom just doesn't feel sterile enough. Yeah, it's gross. Although I will say that the bathroom at Pearl is good enough for Kendall Jenner, so it's good enough for me. There what? Be kind. Rewind. I shared a mirror with Kendall Jenner at Pearl Five Nineteen once. That's. Bananas. Yeah. Cuckoo. Bananas. You never know who you'll find at Pearl 519. Or it was 500. It was 500. But 500 Ooh, wow. Even more. Even more. Yes. The whole world's at yeah. Pearl. Yeah. It was crazy pants. Um, okay, Josh, it is your turn to do the thing that happened this week. So cue the music. That was a Dapper Devil production, say...